The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. All right, here we are. It is time for another edition of Mix Shots. And as we are preparing for this show, my Wi-Fi signal is much like the Dak. I, I think he was getting ready to say it was much like. Then it goes down a little. <laughs> Just going to have problems. We finally were all going to be back together. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, myself, Mickey Spagnola, and now Bill is having problems with his internet at home. First, it was first it was frozen electricity, no water, and now the internet. Come on, Bill. Yeah, he, he, I don't know. Bill, Bill had water. He had water, but it was all. It was all frozen. That's what happened with Bill. <laughs> he had the water, but it was all frozen. See, some people could have bailed water out of their pool, but his pool was frozen. Do we have him? Do we have you, oh, Bill? Yeah. My, my, my pool was frozen. My pool was frozen also. We were, we were exchanging stories. We were exchanging stories of uh, frozen pool mishaps. I think Bill's neighbor had some issues with his frozen pool, and oh. I had mine. I, I broke my shovel. I broke my shovel trying to, to just dig into the ice so that it wouldn't, it wouldn't go into my, uh, my machine itself. Do we, do we have Bill back? Do we have him? No. You know, Mickey, I, we, I think you ought to carry on without me for now because my Wi-Fi signal is not looking good right now, but Chris is working on the problem. Well, we have you. I can hear you. We can see you. Does Chris have you? Oh, we can hear Yeah, I know. We can see him, but... Okay, okay. Here's okay. the deal, Mickey and Everson. nothing to do we, with... Uh, <laughs> that's right. You can hear me. <laughs> right now so how about let's kick things off with Dak Prescott oh That's what a, a good idea right a deal <laughs> it's like we Everson we were gonna you know this thing's called mix shots I was gonna say after uh yesterday and with Dak signing and Bill back we're gonna call it cannon shots because we got some big shots to fire <laughs> today about Dak Prescott <laughs> finally finally after all these months of haggling over a long-term deal. Uh, they get a deal done uh, yesterday, and we'll try to break it down. It's somewhat uh, complicated, but it has a whole lot of money in it. Everson, were you at all surprised that they got this long-term deal done before they had to administer the franchise tag? I, I must admit, Spags, I was, I was extremely surprised, but I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I just assumed that this was going to drag out again. I thought they were going to have to sign him to another franchise tag. I'm so glad they didn't have to do that. You know, you've got your starting quarterback here, regardless of the injuries that we spoke of, regardless of some of the ups and downs we've had with Dak Prescott. He's clearly the face of the team. Uh, just like Romo was, you know, just like Troy Aikman was when they were there. And you would think that things could be worked out uh, a little bit more amicably. Uh, I was very surprised that there was so much pushback on both sides, I must say. On both sides, I was very surprised about that. All I, all I wanted to see was a seamless transition between, uh, you know, I didn't even want to do the franchise tag last year. I was hoping that he would be able to get it done last year and be just as seamless as we've known these quarterback contracts to be done in the Dallas area. We've never had a problem with a quarterback trying to sign a contract in Dallas for the Dallas Cowboys. Am I right about that, Spag? No, they always seem to get done. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, Troy Aikman's first contract when he was the first pick in the draft uh, was finished before the draft even started. 
Uh, and then uh, he, he signed two more uh, <laughs> as it went along, and there was never really uh, a holdout or a long discussion or anything like that. Uh, and then the next one would have been Tony Romo's and his first contract, yeah. not not meaning his undrafted free agent contract, but when the Cowboys decided no, to keep not him, uh, I believe it was 2005, 2006, when uh, Bill Parcells and Jerry cornered him in the locker room before a game and said, okay, we want to sign you to an extension, and here's the deal. Do you want it? It was like they had their hands around his neck. And for a guy that was making hey, minimum. Parcells was probably like a Jersey hitman. Right, Paul yeah, like a exactly. Catch them in the alleyway. Hey, buddy, you're going to sign this right now. And he had been working for minimum wage the whole time, uh, which is Often relative, right? Refuse. Yeah, he said, okay, fine. And then when they did the next one uh, for, I think it was seven years, they, they did it on uh, Good Friday. And I remember writing the story. Yeah. Uh, and it was in, so April, whatever. And I said, yeah, this was a real good Friday for Tony Romo because that's when they gave him the big deal. But you're right. Uh, I have, The only other one that I remember that they had problems with uh, was Roger Staubach after, uh, after the first Super Bowl win uh, when he was looking for uh, an increase. And uh, Tech Schramm was kind of holding him at bay. He didn't want, I don't know, I don't know. And Roger would tell the story <laughs> that uh, he went into Tex's office and he was sitting in the outer office uh, and the, uh, his administrative assistant was telling him, now Tex is busy, we'll get to you, we'll get to you, just wait. And Roger got... Uh, Roger got so impatient. They were at that that office tower, like seven or eight, ten Twin floors. Twin sixties, yeah. Twin sixties, whatever it was, where their office yeah. was. Where and uh, Staubach said, "I'm going in." And the lady goes, "No, we can't. You know, he's not ready." And so he went out the window. There was a ledge outside yes, the did. window, and he could yes, walk he on did. that ledge. And he jumps up. He goes, I jumped up in front of Tex's window and went, ta-da! <laughs> and he said, Tex was sitting with his feet up on the, on the desk, and he almost fell off his chair. But the bottom line was he got in, and he got his raise, and they, they knocked out the contract. But other than that... Uh, yeah, it was always pretty easy other than Danny White trying to get a raise because not only had he become the starting quarterback, he was still the punter, and, and he thought he should get a little extra. And every year, Gil Bratton would tell him, yeah, yeah, we're going to give it to you. And he goes, and you're not going to punt this year. And he would punt, and he didn't get it. <laughs> and so I think it was like the third time he went in and – and uh, and Gil told him, well, you know what? I think you need to talk to Tom about it. So Danny said, okay, I got my nerve up. I walked into Tom's office, and I said, you know, Tom, I'm the starting quarterback. I've been the starting quarterback for two years. This is going to be the third year, and I'm still punting, and I think maybe I should get a little extra. And he said, you know, t Danny, you know, in my day, Boy, guys would do whatever they could and even more for their team to help them out, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Danny oh goes, here we go. I lost the argument right there. I couldn't yeah, do anything. There we go. So anyway, uh, you know well, what? The, the, I, I, the I don't know about, that I was. The thing about those two things that you brought up, the thing about those two things you brought up is uh, in two cases, first of all, when you talk about old school, that's Gil Brandt. That's old regime. Right. Uh, they're never going to do negotiations correctly. That's just the way it was. We didn't have any, any recourse as players. Now you got free agency. And Jerry Jones with the new regime at that time, when I say new, the uh, uh, most recent regime, then they uh, realized that uh, with other options out there that quarterbacks need to be signed quickly. But in both cases, running backs – had to hold out to get their money. Yeah. Zeke Elliott as well as Emmitt Smith, if you recall, Spags. And so, you know, that goes back to the whole narrative, of, to me, of why quarterbacks are held in such high regard as opposed to running backs who seems to be at back in the 90s. The running back was the leader of the team in the 80s and the 90s. Now when you're talking about this time of, 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 in football, this time in the NFL, quarterbacks – or the marquee position. So it's, it's funny how in, what, 20 years, yeah. we have gone from Dorsett, Emmitt Smith, now everything is Mahomes, Prescott, 
and, and Tom Brady. So here's the deal. And so we did a thing uh, this morning on DallasCowboys.com. We had to answer the question, what was the best thing about Dak's deal or bi- your biggest impression of it? And my first impression was it got done. That was the best part. Uh, the second part uh, that was good, uh, and especially for the Cowboys, was the way they were able to structure yep. the deal. So it was a four-year deal for $160 million, $66 million uh, in signing bonus. $126 million is guaranteed, and it's guaranteed over the first three years uh, of the, of the uh, contract. But they were able to add two voidable years to it that will allow them to prorate the signing bonus instead over four years, over five years. Uh, so you divide the $66 million by five, it comes to like $13 million and change. Uh, and, and what it allows them to do uh, is lower the cap hit, especially for this first year. So instead of the cap hit yeah. being $37.7 million on a franchise tag, uh, by structuring the contract the way they did, uh, his cap hit will be $22.2 million. So that's $15 million difference than the franchise tag. So that was, to me, the most significant part uh, of this whole deal. And even though the base salary uh, is $9 million this year, it'll go up to $13 million next year. But because of the voidable year, they have the opportunity to automatically restructure his deal and put the restructure uh, spread the restructure bonus money over five years, which will uh, put the last part of it into that last voidable year. So it took a lot of work. These things aren't that easy. And by the way, I'm just going to say this right now. There were so many people out there who was like, why don't they just sign them? Just sign them. You know, and it's like, well, okay, you got to find out what the other side's asking for. Well, now you know what the other side was uh, was settling for, and now that they got him signed, the narrative is, well, that's too much money. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, this is a waste. <laughs> you can't win, can you? All of a sudden now, well, because he's making, I know, and just you because knew- you're making big money doesn't mean, well, it's only my responsibility to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, even now after Mahomes got his money, now he makes it back to the Super Bowl, and believe it or not, after that that dismal uh, uh, performance, and of course a lot of it is because of injuries and the fact that Tampa Bay had a great defense, everyone is now saying Patrick Mahomes is overpaid. Yeah. You see, so as great as he is, as much as he's done amazing things, you know, what have you done for me lately is always going to be the narrative especially when you're talking about quarterbacks in the NFL. Sometimes it's better just to be a cornerback, I think, than a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, Spags. Trust me. It is not. And I'd I think rather we have... take the money. <laughs> I'd rather take the money and be criticized. And, and take the heat. Than okay. to sit back, yeah, take the heat and be underpaid. I've been there, brother. I've been there. It ain't good. I think we have Bill back with us. Look at there. Hey, how about that? Hey, William. How about that? Yes, Is yes, this? finally. You know, sometimes it's amazing. These, these, uh, the Wi-Fi, the computers, they're all so complicated. And all it takes, I mean, the only way to fix them is to turn it off and turn it back on. Right? I, I, I you know, that's say, funny. You're living in the hood. You're, you're living in the hood, Bill. You live in the hood. That's your problem. <laughs> you need to move in my neighborhood. See, I'm, I'm over here with all these but, but nice There's so many things. There's so the many things. We're uh, just... <laughs> Well, just to pull back the curtains here, where I'm using an iPhone to communicate with y'all. I'm using an iPad. Cowboys.com. <laughs> That's the programming signal, okay? And they're all run on Wi-Fi, of course, okay? So what the first thing you do is you turn off the iPhone and turn it back on. You turn off the iPad, turn it back on. When that doesn't work, you go to the whole Wi-Fi system. So I had to get up and go turn <laughs> off my Wi-Fi at the house, and now we got a strong signal. See, Thank you, Christopher. I, I got I to solve that for you because this morning when my wife turned on the television, there was no volume. And, and I said, well, what did you do? She goes, I just turned it on. And so I kind of picked it up. I said, did you try turning it off and turning it on again? Well, no. Why would I do that? I turned it off, turned it back on, and everything was just fine. So I have learned with dealing with the IT the department, story- if something doesn't work, 
that with technology, you turn it off and then you turn it back on. That's right. Had to go here's to another, for that. Here, here, well, here's another story on that. Okay. I just. Oh, no. It's, Yo, no. it's still not working. <laughs> I wanted to ask for him if he was. 11 months. It was March 11th of the last time anybody used that computer, okay? Right. Finally, we get to return uh, to the office and to back place. And of course, nothing works. So I obviously went down to IT and say, my computer's not working. Okay. Got IT. And all he does. He just turns it off and turns it back on again, and there it's working again. So and he gets okay. paid big bucks for that. That is ridiculous. <laughs> so he gets paid thousands of dollars for that. So Bill, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, I was sitting here going, you know, not knowing, you know, I, I saw. You know, I think the announcement came out. I loved it the way everybody says, oh, I broke the story. Well, no, the Cowboys broke the story. They sent out an email, right? No, they did. Scott Agolnick. No one had email. it. That's right. Scott Agolnick broke the story, right? And I just <laughs> happened to be on uh, the, the email at the time it popped in, right? Uh, but before that, I was sitting there going, okay, we got to find something to talk about. How much more can we talk about the contract, the franchise tag that was supposed to be a, have a 3, point, uh, 3 p.m. deadline? So I got all these notes because I watched the Ali Frazier fight on Sunday that they replayed 50 years anniversary. Had all my notes for that. I said, if we run out of stuff... I watched Megan and Harry's interview with Oprah. I said, we could talk about that. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, right? Now we're not going to talk about any of it, right? So, Bill, your, your thoughts when you first saw that the deal got done? Well, I, I thought, good, it's done. Yeah, yeah. right, Now exactly. we can talk about Megan and Harry on mix shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think it, it's great that it's done, and more than anything, it Oh no! Come on, spin. I know. I thought. I thought the one thing that had to get done. They had to create room. They had to create room as far to to do some work just to to uh, re up their own people as much as anything. It's not like. It's just not going to cooperate with us, is it? <laughs> What's going to be? Um, what's going to be great, and we're having some issues with my signal again. I got to call IT again, apparently. Uh, is is that there are going to be more free agents out there this year? At I might be able to fill in some blanks. Yeah, no, you're you're mm -hmm. exactly right. So uh, I, I had broke down the the guts of it. Uh, that the one of the things that's been pointed out is $95 million of the 126 guaranteed is guaranteed at signing. So that takes up uh, the $66 million signing bonus that he gets immediately, his 2021 salary of $9 million, and his 2022 uh, salary, uh, it's $13.2 million. So all those are guaranteed uh, going forward. Uh, and if you break down uh, the contract, uh, it's a $9 million signing bonus, uh, $9 million base salary in 2021, 2022, 13.2, uh, 31 million in 23, and 2024 is 29 million with a $5 million roster bonus if he's on the deal the fifth day of the league year. Uh, so from the Cowboys' standpoint, the good thing on this contract is they cleared out some salary cap money for this year, uh, you know, when the cap begins. And I think it's still going to begin at 3 p.m. I haven't seen any, I mean, uh, at 3 p.m. March 17th, I haven't seen any delay in that. Uh, that's when the top 51 will count. And when that counts with Dak's uh, contract, uh, they will have a grand total uh, of Four. They will have a grand total of four point three million dollars of cap space, and that does, and that only includes a top fifty-one, and that does not include uh, much ability to sign their own 
free agents. So what's going to happen is they're going to have to restructure a bunch of contracts uh, at, uh, at the top of their pay scale. Uh, guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Amari uh, Cooper, uh, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, uh, they could, I don't know if they want to do Zeke. They probably can do Lael Collins. Uh, but those guys uh, at the top, uh, the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys take up uh, $136 million of a $180 million salary cap. So that just kind of shows you that this was necessary to create $15 million uh, more space than what he have been on a franchise tag, but they still got a lot of work to do to be able to put this team back together again. Hey, here's what I wanted to ask you, Spags. Uh, you know, back in the day, I recall when uh, Roethlisberger and uh, Le'Veon Bell were, were kind of going at it in regards to uh, getting him signed for the Steelers. And he went through a couple of franchise tags, almost like Kirk Cousins did, if I'm not mistaken, because they just didn't want to give him the contract that he wanted, the long-term deal, because he had really led that team in rushing and really led the NFL in rushing as far as certain stats were concerned and categories. He was clearly one of the top-notch running backs in the league in Le'Veon Bell. I was a, a bit critical of uh, Roethlisberger for not being able, being more uh, uh, charitable in regards to uh, lending a hand salary-wise as far as being a quarterback, getting the big contract, and I thought he should you be more responsible and help uh, sign other players by putting off some of his salary. Is that a true possibility, and is that something that Dak Prescott can help his team with when it comes to creating space and helping redo all those contracts and kind of putting his salary aside uh, until later down the line. Well, that's why they put those... Oh, more of his salary, more yeah. of his salary. That's why they put those voidable years in there uh, because they can restructure his contract next year uh, and stuff that restructure into the, uh, the sixth voidable year. Uh, but those guys, when they do that stuff, they, ne they, they basically, what happens is they turn base salary into bonus money. So instead of having to wait one-seventeenth every week to get paid, they take that money and make it a bonus, pay you right now, and then spread out that bonus uh -huh. money over the life of the contract. That's uh, one of the things that they can do with these other guys I just mentioned uh, to create some cap space because with four, $4 million of cap space remaining right now, the top 51, by the time you get to 53, uh, it's going to be $2 million of cap space. Uh, and you don't have, you know, you would have to settle for Garrett Gilbert as your backup quarterback. You have no shot at Andy <laughs> Dalton, right? Uh, you would have right. no shot at, you know, re-signing some of the other guys that you uh, would think you need for depth. Uh, and you would have no money to go out in free agency. And this should be a good year for free agency uh, because of the lower salary cap. As you're seeing, teams are having to release players for cap reasons uh, because they can't afford them. So uh, why don't we take a break here on mixed shots, and maybe when we get back, uh, Bill Jones uh, will be able to join us as he tried to join us after missing the last couple weeks. And we'll return here on <laughs> DallasCowboys.com in a moment. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Just like all of you, we at SeatGeek can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. Back, back to mixed shots. Let formation meet all of your professional needs and channel the winning tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family. Enjoy custom business events developed exclusively by Cowboys front office staff, exclusive amenities, and much more. Join our community and enjoy the home field advantage of having your business address on Cowboys Way. For more details or to book a tour, visit formation at thestar.com. And I'm a living witness. I have my office at the, at the Star, and it's amazing coming there and, and getting business done. They have everything you need. I can vouch for the Jones family in that regard. All right, All right. You're, you're signed. A personal testimony. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> personal, <laughs> personal testimony. I shall be looking for my check in the mail real soon. <laughs> so, Everson, last <laughs> night I was watching a replay of the Grambling Jackson State game. Did you happen to watch that? I did not get a chance to watch it. I have been coaching kids all weekend. Uh, with uh, FBU camp. Uh, I was in uh, San Antonio and Austin. Didn't get to uh, watch the game. I, I finally got back last night. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Sunday night late, really late. And uh, I have been beat. Ooh, man, being a coach, man, they, they, they need all they the money they can get. I was there for two days. I could imagine trying to coach somewhere for two years. Coaching kids for two days, I want to, I want to go and just have a drink somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I didn't see who won the game though. Oh, uh, I didn't either. rambling and, and, and no, no, I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. I know exactly who won the game. Oh, Deion okay. Sanders and Jackson State comes into Grambling. I don't think they've won at Grambling in so many years. Uh, and, and it was one of the, a very exciting game. I think it was like 32-29, if I'm not mistaken. And, well, if I'm not mistaken, it was a very exciting. And, man, when you think about this, all of the, uh, uh, not the Power 5 schools, of course, but you're talking about the, uh, what I call D1, D1 schools, they are so excited to, to be playing football right now. This mm -hmm. is spring ball on steroids. So you've got McNeese State, you've got the Gramblers, you've got the SWAC, all the SWAC teams that are playing, all the HBCU teams are finally getting a chance to show what they can do. And it's a, it's a bit, of, bit of a weird timing issue, playing ball in the spring, but they are doing the best they can with it. And the only unfortunate thing, Bill, I don't think the band comes along with them when they play. And sometimes that's the best part of the ball game is halftime. And I don't, I don't think they, any of the HBCUs are bringing their bands with them, which, you know, that's an integral part of, of the entertainment when it comes to HBCUs. But, but I think it's great that they have the spring. They're, they're the only ones playing. And so, and, you know, I'm sitting there last night. Uh, there were no live sporting events. Mavericks weren't playing. Stars weren't playing or anything. So I'm flipping around. And I landed on Grambling and Jackson State, and I watched them. That Jackson State quarterback looked pretty good, I thought. But, but, but more than anything, for those kids that are playing in those games, now they've got a stage in the springtime, spring football, uh, and they're making the most of it. And 
Uh, I can, you know, I'm sure they'll go back to a fall schedule, but there's there's some advantages them playing the spring schedule as far as TV goes so and right. so forth. That's right. It's almost it's almost like uh, you know we had the, the different leagues uh, from you know trying to challenge the NFL or an alternative to the NFL. They had carte blanche as far as TV contracts were concerned. So yes, this is a great opportunity for those kids to do something and show what they can do. So, uh, so Mickey, what, what do you think is the best part of the DAC contract? You may have touched on it in our first segment. I know you were there. That was what was being talked about this morning, uh, you, you mentioned. But, but what is it that, that, that you think is the best part of the DAC contract? Well, as I said, uh, it's done. That's probably the best part. And the next best part was the fact yeah. that the long-term deal – uh, avoid, uh, avoided the $37.7 million cap hit on the franchise tag, which opened up $15.5 million more for them to use uh, on the salary cap in free agency. Uh, so, and, and, you know, as I pointed out, you know, they only, at this point, they're top 51 against the cap. If nothing changes between now and uh, March 17th, they have $4 million in space. That's it. Four million. So the best part was that it got done. Now there's a lot of folks out there, you know, going on and on about, well, you know, they could have saved money if they'd done this before. You know, the truth of the matter is, you know, in 2019 they had a starting quarterback for two million dollars. In 2020 they had a starting quarterback for 31.4 million dollars. So that's two years of starting quarterbacks for 33.4. You know, that's an average of less than $17 million a year for your quarterback. So if you look at the totality of the whole thing, you know, they, they've spent 100 they and with the next four years. So that means Dak Prescott, over six years, $193.4 million. So it's, it's less than $40 million a year for their quarterback. And, and again, the, the reason why the price went up is because – not only do the Cowboys know, but Todd France knows, too, that the NFL is getting ready to nail down a huge TV contract. They were hoping they could get it done this year before the salary cap came into effect uh, on March 17th. But next year, that's going to cause the cap to go back up by a whole lot more than 10, the usual $10 million a year. So basically, this is going to get absorbed. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and, and I keep hearing this thing about, well, they should have signed them this year. They could have had them for that. Well, yeah, they wanted to sign them. They didn't want to sign. That was the big deal. That was the holdup. They were looking for more and money. And that's why, Spags, because of that TV contract. Exactly. Uh, you know, Dak and his agents, they were smart. They, were, they knew that the numbers were going to go up. So what they were asking, they knew when it was all said and done, no one's going to even think about how much money he has, no, how much money Mahomes has signed for, because someone's going to come along after this TV contract, and they're going to blow all of that money, all of those numbers out of the water, which is a good thing because the NFL, these teams are not paying anything that they cannot afford to pay. Trust me, no one is holding them up in the corner telling them that they have to sign particular players. They sign these players because they can afford to sign these players. So you have to give Dak and his agent credit. The fact that they understood this, they stood their ground, they did stand their ground, and they were able to make some things happen. And now everyone's putting that behind them. It's all behind us now. All of a sudden here we're talking about, okay, let's move on to see if we can keep Andy Dalton as a number two. Let's move on to, to really appreciate what we did without Dak Prescott from the wide receiver position. I thought it was just amazing what Amari Cooper did this year for the Dallas Cowboys, this past season for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how many quarterbacks he went with. The guy had his best statistical year ever. I saw him shake a Philadelphia Eagle defensive back down with the best crossover move I've ever seen, if you were going to look at it from a basketball standpoint. So now everyone's looking at putting this behind us, and let's see what we can do to improve this team's ability 
to stop the run, hopefully, and maybe get one of those linebackers from Penn State or maybe take Spag's advice and go sign some guys that are going to be some, some real dogs out there and where we can give our offense a chance just like the Tampa Bay defense gave Tampa Bay's offense a chance to win that Super Bowl. Yeah, see, and, and, and again, the other thing everybody has to understand is Jerry Jones didn't worry about the money. He's worried about the salary cap. Stephen Jones was worried about the salary cap, and that's what they needed to worry about. You know, they can give them whatever they wanted from, from their pocketbook, but it was their NFL pocketbook that they had to protect and do it. Now, who it, says pocketbook? Who I still did. says pocketbook? <laughs> it's their pocketbook. <laughs> now, the downside is it's only a four-year deal. It's only a four-year deal, and you're figuring after three years, you're going to be back at the negotiating table trying to redo so you don't have to go into the, lo- the last year of a contract since the other two things included uh, in the contract is a no-trade clause and a no-tag clause. So that means in three years, you're going to be back at this again. So everybody just get ready. If it works out, uh, yeah, great. But take a deep breath because it'll come back at you. And again, uh, in 2024, the Cowboys have a potential out. It would be a three-year deal for $126 million. And if they didn't want them anymore and this didn't work out, it would be $26.4 million uh, in dead money. So... As I try to always point out, when you do these things with a quarterback, deals like this, they're yours. It's real hard to get out from underneath them because that prorated signing bonus, the guaranteed money, does not go away. Uh, and, and so after three years, uh, you know, the, the prorated signing bonus of $13 million would add up to $26.4 million. Um, if you decided not, nah, we don't want them anymore. Now, the other thing is, and I think this had to figure into it, and if it didn't, I can't believe it wouldn't have. Did Dak Prescott want to test his football mortality one more year on a one-year contract? Because if he goes $37.7 million, okay, great, right? Wonderful. But what if, what if, that injury he suffered last year was career-ending, and he had no future security. That had to be in the back of his mind that we can't do this again. we got to get this thing done somehow, some way, get my money, but also get my security, and don't tempt fate again to pass up uh, $66 million guaranteed signing bonus for 37.7. So sometimes you got to be reasonable uh, at some point in these negotiations. Hey, Spags, you, you remember back in the day uh, with no free agency, uh, really no protection, uh, players would, we would use any tool that we could uh, in negotiations, and holding out was really all we could uh, do. Gil Brandt's looking like a genius because, you know, they've got us by the short hairs, I guess is the best way to say it. And so now, uh, at that time, we, all we had was Lloyd's of London contracts. Do you recall that? Yes. <laughs> we would get Lloyd's of London contracts for the value of whatever the offer was on the table that we may have turned down. I know that I had to do it uh, back in 1983 uh, before I signed. I did it in 83 and 84. Get that Lloyd's of London contract because that was the, if we were to have that career ending injury, such as we, we thought Dak was going to have, uh, that Dak could have had last year, uh, then we would be covered as far as our family is concerned, as far as financial security. They, I don't know if they have to do that anymore. I mean, even with the franchise tag of 37-7, would, does Dak Prescott or someone like Dak go out and get Lloyds of London contracts anymore? Do they still oh, do I that? Think, I, think they, I think they do. I think they, I, I've still uh, see, or heard of them uh, pulling out a contract, uh, an insurance contract is what uh, Everson's talking about, uh, to protect themselves against an injury like that. So if you sign a one-year deal, you go, okay, I'm getting out this contract, insurance contract in case something happens. But, you know, whatever it right. pays, it's still not going to pay what a long-term deal would pay. Uh, so you, you have to factor that in. Uh, and I think, uh, from what I understand, Dak was here yesterday 
uh, doing some sort of uh, read uh, for uh, a charity or some something, and, and he already knew this thing was going down, uh, and he was in a pretty good mood. So, uh, and I, I saw stuff on online. Uh, pictures of yeah. hugging his dad and everything. So yeah, yeah it was yeah, a, it was a big that, day that for stuff. it was a big day for uh, the the family um, and you know a big day for the Cowboys to you know it's it's like when you you decide to buy a car right you sit there and you deliberate deliberate and you kind of drive yourself crazy trying to get the best deal and then when you do it it's like ah. Okay, I can go on to the next thing, right? I don't have to. I don't have to have any more anxiety about that, and and I'm sure that's what's uh, that's what's going to take I, place. I got. I, I got to say, Spag. I know we got to take a break probably soon, uh, but just think about what his family's been through as well. Uh, you know, dad's there for him. You know, of course, losing his mom, Dak Prescott losing mom years ago, but dad being there for him, his brothers were always so tight. And then uh, the incident with his brother, Yeah, uh, I think that was this offseason. Uh, you know, just uh, you have to say, no matter whether you like his play or not or, or you know, whatever he stands for, uh, you got to feel good about that family uh, that they, you know, are able to, to, to move on and, and do things the right way, even in the midst of uh, some of the tragedy that they've experienced uh, really throughout his entire life. And really, the, the way, I mean, he's earned it. He is, <laughs> nothing was given to him. He comes in as a fourth-round draft pick, 135th pick in the 2016 draft, and now here we are in going into 2021, and he is the only quarterback in that draft who is still with the same team. Isn't that something? That, Isn't that, that something? Yeah. That says a lot right there. That and, says and, a whole lot. And even going back to his time at, at Mississippi State, I mean, he earned everything he got at Mississippi State as well. And uh, so you feel great for him, and, and that is exactly the type of person that you want to be the face of your franchise. That's and, uh, right. That's what that's, that's what Dak Prescott right, uh, is now confirmed as with the uh, with the new contract, at least for the next four years. All right, uh, we continue with more mixed shots, and I'm going to pose the question. So uh, we took care of the starting quarterback. What do we do at backup quarterback now when we come back on Mix Shots? We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back, back, back. to Mick Shots. 
Cowboy fans, spring has sprung at the Pro Shop, and we're here to kick off your Cowboys Nation spring break. Staycation or vacation, come see us for plenty of official apparel and accessories meant to make each day a relaxing retreat or a star-studded adventure. To run a winning play for spring break, visit us in <laughs> stores and online at shop.com, dallascowboys.com. Oh, I should have nope. read it. Nope, you blew it. I should have read it before. I should have read it before I started doing it. To Let run, me this for you. To to run, run a, a winning, winning play, play for, for spring, spring break. break. <laughs> Visit us in stores or online at shop.dallascowboys.com. Thank you and you're welcome, Spags. The winning play got me. Go, it was too corny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the running play that was corny. Even when I read it, I thought that was very corny. I should have read it ahead of time before it busted me up like laughing. All right, I didn't Bill. think that would bust you up. That was. Hey, Bill, I was going to make one more point hey, you, before you went on. You know, okay. the other thing that I think this does, and, and Everson can speak to this, I think when the teammates see what he got, I think it energizes them too to, all right, we got our guy back. This is behind us. And they know what's going on because I remember two years ago, it was the off season, and we were in the locker room and uh, somebody had asked Dak about his contract, so it would have been 2019. And uh, somebody said, yeah, but if you take all that money, you know, other guys, they're not going to have money to re-sign other guys like Lael Collins. And Dak perked up and he goes, Lael, does he need a new contract? And and somebody said, yeah, I think so. And he yells across the room in the locker room, hey, Lel, you need a new contract soon? And Lel comes walking over real slow, and you know how he's kind of very deliberate. He goes, yeah, if you don't take all the money. Just like that, right? So guys know what's going on, right? Uh, and I think this just helps out the energy because guys are rehabbing and, 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 and starting workouts. Uh, and, and I'll guarantee you, if you looked at what the reaction was online, uh, these guys were pretty happy that Dak got his money. All right, so we took care of the starting quarterback. What do we do at backup quarterback now? Well, in my opinion, you hold your breath, right? Because they're going to be at the mercy of market value for Andy Dalton. Certainly they want him back. Uh, but again, what if? What if some team says, you know, we got a starting job available. We'll pay you this, this, and with incentives for this if you win the job. Or they may look at him as, we drafted a guy in the first or second round to be our quarterback of the future. Not sure he's ready. You want to come here and be the bridge guy? And we're able to pay you this that maybe the Cowboys can't afford to pay for a quality backup quarterback. So to me, they're at the mercy of market value uh, and Andy Dalton. And, you know, and Dalton's got to look at it as, you know, I'm getting close to the end here. i got to make, you know, as much money as I can or at least make enough money to convince me to move on to another city, to another team. That's right. I think that's the key right there, Spags. I think he's comfortable here at this point. It's going to take a lot for him to move out of his comfort zone, which is being home with his family. Uh, you know, when he left Cincinnati, uh, no one was really looking at him. You know, he was ready to just make that move, I believe, and just, just ride off into the sunset. Well, then he had this opportunity. Uh, he got his toes wet uh, from being able, being forced in for this past season. And he did show how well he can play in a backup situation. But to me, I think his best chance is being here, and I think that bridge also should be here. We don't know what Dak's going to look like when he comes back. I mean, we're happy for him that he signed the contract. I'm sure his rehab's going well. But just like the injury happened all of a sudden, when it did, it can happen again. Uh, you never know what can happen. And Dalton is one of the better capable backup quarterbacks, to me, that you can have in the NFL. You know, Bill, otherwise, uh, you know, it's Garrett Gilbert for $880,000. <laughs> I 
And then, of course, you still have the seventh-round pick last year, right. Ben DiNucci. Correct. You know, I, I think the fact that it, the, the fact also that it is a four-year contract going forward beyond 2021, this does, this keeps, and the Cowboys should always, I think, be in the quarterback business at, as for when it comes to the draft. If there's a guy that they like on the third day, uh, but I think it just keeps them in the mix as far as uh, those type developmental type quarterbacks that you can get in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round uh, who can can be that guy that you can have some tr- you believe in, you got some trust in, who depending on what happens with Dak even four years from now or whatever can be, he can be the backup guy um, and where you're not spending – uh, so much extra money on a veteran backup like what you had to do with Andy Dalton last year. That's the ideal situation, I think, is that you've got someone that you're you're grooming that you've been able to draft in the late rounds that you really like. Now it's hard to find guys like that who who are uh, can make a difference, but that uh, it's been proven before. And Dak Prescott was a fourth round right. draft pick. He yeah. was a third day guy. And that's and that's what they were that's what they were drafting him for, right? Their idea was let's get a young guy we can groom to continue being Tony Romo's backup for the next <laughs> couple of years and things change. So I think this will be a very important uh off season and training camp uh for Ben DiNucci because if they kind of have that in mind. Uh, you know, Garrett Gilbert's not young, uh, and you know if he no, he's not. <laughs> you never know if somebody <laughs> decides, hey, we we kind of want this guy, right? They've got him for another year, uh, so you know they could go that way. But I think what you're saying is very important that they got to see the Ben DiNucci thing through and not judge him on one NFL start. Uh, when he was basically thrown to the wolves without any, uh, you know, previous practice with the team, he got three days of practice, and it's like, okay, big boy, you're starting. Uh, didn't have an off season, didn't have a preseason. Uh, it w- it was kind of an unfair test. So I think this will be an important off season for him. You know, I, I look at that situation, and uh, regardless of when he was thrown in and and how things developed. I did not, I still don't see him as an NFL caliber quarterback. That's just my opinion at this point. Uh, usually when, when teams sign quarterbacks these days, they're almost looking for them to do something right away. I mean, within the next couple of years, you need to be ready and developed to go. They don't really like hanging around too long uh, as ba- in a backup situation. It's nice to have that luxury but it's very rare that you have someone that's going to stick around for about four years that was drafted so late and then be, be, be able to come in and be successful. Uh, it's not just his, uh, how he looked during the, 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 the moments that he was in the game. To me, I just think physically he's a little bit overwhelmed as well. Regardless of uh, how well he would have played, he looked physically overwhelmed as a, as a quarterback. So... Uh, I think when it's all said and done, as they move on, I don't think Danuch is going to be around long enough to see what he can do. I really don't see that. Well, uh, there's not anyone outside of Ben DiNucci, or not even Ben DiNucci would uh, obviously want anything to happen to Dak Prescott, and so hopefully we'll never see what, what Ben DiNucci can do. <laughs> well, that's why... That's we why we the, don't want to go down that road again. I think that's why the preseason games are so important. You know, you can you get a better look at a guy that's actually practiced with the team uh, instead of being, uh, you know, on the scout team uh, the whole time. And remember, he was a seventh-round draft choice. So he barely got drafted. Uh, so, yeah. He, but I think you got to take a look and see um, and, and then go forward from there. So that's obviously one of the priorities now. Everybody says, well, what's their priority in, uh, in, in, in free agency? It's, it's going to be to take care of the backup quarterback spot. And then after that, you know, I keep hearing all this talk about, wow, they need an offensive tackle. Uh, you know, they, they, we saw what happened when the other guys got hurt. So 
my opinion on the offensive tackle thing, and I would have no problem with them drafting one in the third or fourth round uh, to kind of groom for the future if he's good enough to step in and be my backup swing tackle. But if that happens again and one tackle goes down, Zach Martin's my backup swing tackle, and he immediately goes to the starting spot at tackle, and they can use Connor McGovern, who I think showed pretty well uh, when he finally got his feet on the ground late in the season that he can handle that guard spot. But they can't mess around with that backup, you know, just kind of nibbling to find a backup swing tackle who's a veteran who's washed up. They need better than that, and I think Zach Martin's got to be that guy. So, or you, so or you, when we start talking, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Well, I was going to just say, or you find somebody in the draft who can be a starting tackle in this league, but he can start off as a starting guard in this league, or at least compete to be a starting guard in this league with Connor Williams at left guard, uh, and where you're not just you're you're just not scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know, and and having undrafted guys that you have to start for 15 games like you did this year. Oh, no, and I, like I agree, <laughs> but I don't think I need a first-round pick to do that when I've got other needs on defense to take care of. And, and that was my question. Are we saying, okay, if, we, if we're going to prioritize backup quarterback first, then uh, we're talking swing tackle second, and then we're talking maybe linebacker and, 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 and defensive backs uh, third? Is that, is that how we're putting it? Because to me... I'm looking at uh, a linebacker as top priority over a backup quarterback uh, and maybe even a, a defensive lineman who can come in and, and shore that up and keep those offensive linemen off of my linebackers who seem to have a problem anticipating uh, where they're gonna, how they're going to stop the run. I think that should be a priority over backup quarterback. Is that what you're, you're saying? You, you oh, want to go backup yeah. quarterback first? Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, but said yes. Bill said no. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, you, if you think Garrett Gilbert is good enough to be your backup quarterback, then okay, fine, because you've got him signed. But if you, if you have a priority and you want Dandy, Andy Dalton back, then you've got to see what kind of uh, financial funds against the cap you have to bring him back. Uh, and, and I don't know no, that I, another guy is just going to come in here. I think what we need to get at is what is our definition of top priority? <laughs> well, because, they just took care of it. My top priority. Exactly. Yes. And that, that's why I laughed at it. That No, the, the top priority is not the backup quarterback. Uh, I mean, because when I look at the definition of top priority is, okay, this is a position that I would take with the 10th pick in the draft. Uh, and that ain't, that's not going to be a quarterback. No, I, I was talking about sure. top priority in free agency because you're not going to get agency. a backup quarterback okay. in the draft. We're talking, okay. we're talking free agency here. And, 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 I'm, and, not, I'm just talking overall top priorities. Yeah, now. but I'm not okay. – I just I I think – think, what Everson was asking. I just so, think with all the resources I've devoted to the offensive line, I can't sit here and – if I'm convinced that Lael Collins and Tyron Smith – are good to come back after their surgeries and they're ready to go, then I got to go with that. I can't take another first round pick on an offensive tackle at this point. And there's going to be a couple that are available, but they didn't play last year. And that's another concern that we, we can get to as we get closer to the draft is how you evaluate guys who opted out last year and didn't play. So we can all agree that top priority, free agency or draft, we're, gonna, we're just going to say top priority, period, overall, then we're looking at defense, correct? Yes. We're looking at trying to show up at the, the, either the secondary, or, and to me, uh, if we can find a hell of a linebacker, you, you know, if the Penn State guys around, or really, like I said, you don't need to go to a top-notch Power 5 school to find the balls out. Uh, defender, especially at the linebacker position. Uh, the Colts showed you that with their rookie of the year uh, being from an HBCU, the defensive rookie of the year being from an HBCU. So we know that you can find linebackers out there, but they don't have to necessarily go to a Power 5 school. But that is still, to me, our top priority, either a, a, a linebacker 
or uh, looking at a, a heck of a defensive back. It's, and, and see, the, right, the, the, the problem – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're, I just saw the time. Yeah, we're up against it here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, my last question for you, Mickey, is what are you anticipating as far as a Dak Prescott press conference tomorrow? Are we looking virtual or in person? What do you think? You know, I, I, I sort of – started thinking maybe a real spaced out press conference where the seats I'm are thinking in person are spread that's what I meant and and, and, and we're spread out yeah. sort of the way they did uh, for you know those NFL uh, press conferences during the Super Bowl um, maybe the way they've you know done with some other sports where you know you see a seat here, a seat way over here, a seat way back there, and everybody's <laughs> spread out. Uh, I, I think that's maybe, hey, maybe a possibility. Maybe Jerry, maybe Jerry will invite the governor to the press conference, too. Tomorrow's the first day that he's dropped the mask mandate, and maybe the governor can show up. Stop, Bill. Stop, Bill. Stop, Bill. <laughs> Don't try See, to I can't do that, so you can't either. I can't do that, so you cannot do this. Do not be dry. <laughs> Otherwise, we are going to go way off the rails here. I'm not going to let you do that. Don't draw me <laughs> off sides. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> but, and we have not seen any details yet as of this hour at 1230 on Tuesday afternoon. I'm just checked my email to see if there's been an announcement of a press conference time tomorrow, and I have not seen one yet, but keep it tuned in here to our social media channels and you'll be able to watch it live. And I'm with you, Mickey. I'm thinking it's an in-person somehow, some way mask on in-person uh, press conference tomorrow. And spaced out, and maybe they'll have somebody here mm -hmm. uh, offering vaccines uh, as we go. There you go. That's All a, right. That's a joke. Well, that does okay. it for... <laughs> that, that does it for mix shots for a Tuesday, a Dak Prescott Tuesday. And wow, next Tuesday is going to really be something because... Pre-agent negotiations actually begin on Monday. There's going to be so much to talk about next Tuesday here on Mix Shots the day before the new league year. For Mickey and Everson, I'm Bill, and we'll see you again next time on Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!